my brother. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Odin Samurai Sons podcast. A uh, little change of plans today. We have a special guest filling in for my brother, Brandon. Uh, please, everybody, welcome Patrick Hoon to the podcast. Patrick, say hello to the people. Hey, everybody. My name is Patrick Hoon, but um, I'm actually, uh, I changed my last name um, when I got married, so I'm actually Patrick Moon now. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's awesome to be here. Uh, my first time doing something like this, so um, I'm uh, very grateful to be here. Thank you. Yes, little background. So for the last couple of like weeks or months, I have been scrolling through my Facebook, and every time I see a long post from from Patrick, I have to stop and stop and read it because the first thing it says is my review of Marvel's What If episode so and so. And I think I saw those for like Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision as well. I'm like, why haven't we had this guy on our podcast yet? You know, like it was. Like what? I guess I guess the question was what took me what took what took myself or even my brother so long to like reach out to like have a guest. So I would have loved I would love to I would love to have Brandon on eventually with with you as well. I think you and him will would uh, would vibe very well as far as like the thought process you guys have into like these these this content that you know like because you've listened to our episodes right. Yeah, yeah, I, li- I listened to some of them, and I really enjoyed what you guys had to talk about. It was it was really nice, uh, you know, able to listen to that while I'm working, and you know, it's just nice nice to hear different perspectives, different thoughts. You know, some some of the same stuff too. So I'm like, okay, I'm, some other people also think the same stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not like just in the dark right yeah, here or whatever. Exactly, like, I'm just exactly. I'm not the only one thinking whatnot. But yeah, yeah, I I really especially joined the last episode. Uh, you guys did on what if episodes one and two. <laughs> Yeah, those, oh, those were yeah, those were good. Yeah, we like to oh, I like episodes. Oh, very good episodes. Well, let's dive into episode three, where uh, I think the plot of what if there was uh, what if all the Avengers were just not there? Yeah, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? I think that's something along those lines. Yeah, and, yeah, and for and uh, to the listeners, uh, just keep in mind, yeah, I'm not an expert on like comics or anything like that. Uh, I do I do some research here and there, but I've not read. I didn't actually read any comics at all, but I am very invested into the MCU, also in DC as well. See um, that you and I have that perspective, Brandon. He has the comic. He has the comic knowledge. That's what he. That that is one of the many things he brings. But go go ahead. Great. Go ahead. Dive in. That's that's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, for me, it's like I I don't want to get too like I don't I don't want to know too much because I want that still that fresh experience from like watching like the movie or TV series mm-hmm. and and really have that oh wow I didn't know that you know and then I start digging deeper you know I make I like to make connections based off of what is present and then maybe a few rumors here and there because sometimes people just throw out all these theories or sometimes sometimes it's obvious but um yeah so that's my perspective right here so I guess ours is going to be like. Pre- you know, very Ours similar, is very, our, our perspectives are pretty similar in that regard for sure but i yeah. like i liked episode three was oh man i don't know where to start with that because it was very uh first off i just want to say how hilarious phil colson was in that entire episode <laughs> oh my gosh of, because of how how many times he said how, how how good looking thor was i just thought there was a lot of comedic re- I, I love the comedic relief they're bringing into this uh this series because to be honest, in my my I, I don't I didn't I never have given mu- put much faith in like animated series for much, you know. 
Yeah, I didn't. My brother's not going to be a fan of me saying that because he's been trying to get me watch Castlevania for like weeks now. <laughs> I heard um, it in the last episode. <laughs> there you go. See, you'll have a lot. You can have a lot. To, you can have an episode with just him next time, Patrick. All right. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. So like, I like, I didn't. I haven't had much faith in um, animated series, even if it's Marvel. The only other animated <laughs> series I've given much faith to is probably Clone Wars and Bad Batch, and. Um, this is giving us a lot of like comic relief because like there's like a lot of perspective that doesn't need to be known to 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 enjoy watching it. That's what I like. I love the style of the uh, the series so far. You know, like not not just you know like their approach with you know co- the comedic relief, but also just you know the the animation too. You know, this is kind of like a fresh, very good fresh, graphics fresh for tech. animation. It's, absolutely, and it's, it's different from like you know, some of the other cartoons in the past. Now, mm-hmm. I I don't think I've really watched any of the Marvel TV shows that. Oh, like those the comic, separate. The, those the were separate. Like, are you, you're thinking of like Agents of Shield? All that's yeah. That's like that's a separate. Oh, not, not the live action ones, but, or but uh, the uh, like the cartoon. Um, oh Mar- yeah, that, 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 that that's in the universe of its own. It's not the it's not a bad it's not bad content, but it has its it has its own place by itself. Yeah, I've ac- I've actually watched a good amount of like DC like cartoons because like those I mean those are actually well done like great voice acting. But uh, yeah, we're not here to talk about DC. We're here to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> we're not here to talk about more. For those listening. Don't you just love how how nervous Patrick sounds? He does nothing to be nervous about at all. <laughs> You're good, bro. You're good. Speak it. Episode three, though, I love how um in the end they like re- re- revamp back to like oh this was Hank Pym's doing this whole entire time of killing all the Avengers. Yeah, like I was constantly on the edge of my seat trying to figure out who, who what's what going was on here? what was causing what, all these, what's happening? these deaths. And that was the. The, like thrilling part of the episode was like the mystery like who is it at first my impression was like before watching the episode i was like okay is this i guess this is gonna be an episode where natasha romanoff you know she hasn't like been fully like cleansed of her brainwashing from being in the red room i thought Drakov still had was controlling her you know watching black widow you know i was like oh yeah controlling her and trying to take out the avengers before they become a threat to him so that's what i thought but as the episode played out, it turns out that's not the case. So I was like, okay, that that theory just got debunked. So like, yeah, like you, you, so what's going on now? Yeah, like it's like what is what is actually happening? Like what kind of what if scenario did they pull on us now? You know? Yeah. And once you know, uh, was it a uh, Natasha? She pulled up seen some of the records and and I think it was Hope's name came up. Hope Van Dyne. I was like, oh, yeah. You, yeah, you and I both had that like. Oh, this is where they're going with this moment. Like, oh, Hank's pissed. Yeah, because you know, like you remember watching the beginning scene of like of the live action movie of Ant Man. Like, it's it's Hank Pym storming into like Shield headquarters and telling uh, Howard Stark, "Don't take my fucking formula, or else you're gonna make you're gonna wish you you're gonna regret it." You know? Yeah. So I know he was upset, you know, like you know them using their tech for the wrong reasons. But like in this case right here, is is you know his motives are you know different, right? It's it's personal, very personal. You know, it's it's, it's about hope. You know, and, and turns out, you know, Hope actually joined Shield, and you know, was, you know, helped, you know, doing their work, and passed away. According to the, I think it's like 2010 is when is this this is set. So like two years prior, like yeah, 2010 was like around when the Avengers quote unquote assembled. You know, yeah, at least you know Nick Fury trying to you know get the ball rolling, you know, mm-hmm. mobilizing them. And so yeah, two years prior, I think it's like 2008. You know, Hope. Hope somehow died. I don't know if they explained it. Maybe I didn't. They didn't do it. They didn't explain it the best way, but they but they let it. They let us know at least. 
Yeah, I I like would have liked for them to kind of explain that part a little bit more. Like, why did Hope join? You know, like versus you know, obviously in the MCU, right? Um, in, in the Sacred Timeline, um, right? Hope did Hope didn't join? You know, Shield. You know, she's st- stuck by um Hank's side. You know, part of his, uh um company. But mm-hmm. so I'm c- trying to figure out like why why did she join Shield? You know, I mean, of course, you know, she has good intentions. Of, and everything you know she knows she's a good person but i'm trying to figure out why she, did she join shield how did she die that's i don't like that's a big mystery like, like, that, like there are a lot of like uh, that's what i like about this show too there are a lot of like i liked the i've liked the cliffhangers that we've seen in the last couple episodes to like be like is this going to keep on going like the first one was you know agent uh captain carter you know like going through the tesseract into where you know loki originally did in avengers and then, like, in the second one, they had um, Ego visiting, you know, Peter Quill at a Dairy Queen. You know, it's... Yeah, that, that, that was like, oh, man. So, it for sure, I mean, or at least, I'm, like, 90% sure we're going to have, like, some sort of follow-up episode for each of these episodes. Um, I am, I am, I am sure. This is, this is what brings me to the next point. This is, and we're going to segue into episode four this way, too. I am I have some cert I feel like I have some certainty that this um these episodes are are just toying with us in a way of like it's going to cross over into like a live action movie we're about to see for instance Spider-Man No Way Home like episode 4 so we're on to episode 4 now this is this revolves around Doctor Strange and the plot of what if is is what if he didn't lose his hands he lost the love of his life man I'll tell you that was that was so sad like him going through the cycle of like losing and then uh, using the time stone over and over and over over that that hurts so much i was like oh my god like no matter what he does differently it was like inevitable that christine was going to die and that's like it turns out that's called an absolute point according to uh according to the watcher Yeah. yeah so so i was like wow so he's destined to forever lose his loved one. And I'm like, man, now this guy's going like, through oh, And then he keeps taking it further and further and further. Like, what do I have to do to fix this? And then he just loses his, like he loses his moral compass to the point where like he has an alternate version of himself, which brings me to the, brings me to my, like them to- Marvel just toying with us as to like, what's carrying over in a live action, like a, in a, like an alternate version of himself, uh, doing all the things you should not be doing. Like Wong was like, why don't you come over here and we'll grab some food before you do something stupid. And then like that person, like one of them, like hit one version of himself decides not to listen. The other one decides to listen. And then you just see them pitted up against each other. And this is what I think is going to happen. This is what I think is going to happen. Now we're, all right, we're doing a, we're doing a quick segue. Cause this is this, I feel like the next couple points is what we're going to be talking about the most Spider-Man, no way home trailer. First off, it's already broken the record for most views by a, for a trailer past end game. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> crazy. And I don't think that was the real Doctor Strange we saw in the trailer. I've heard that theory. My wife told me about that. And I'm not 100% sure about that. Not I that I don't believe so. it. I didn't think so initially. And then I saw the What If episode. It was like an inkling as to like, it's possible. It really is possible. I'm not denying the possibility at all. Uh, like, it, it, like, at this point, it, yeah, like you said, anything is possible. Um, it is a plausible theory. But I'm going to. I want to go under the assumption that for now, this is our 
Doctor Strange that we know and love in this in the sacred timeline for time being. Maybe there's mm-hmm. someone in the background, like you know, giving him all these weird hints and thoughts and all that. But uh, I I did see someone talk about how you know to counter people's argument, like, oh, this Doctor Strange wouldn't do this. You know, what? Why is he you know trying to mess with time and all that? Well, they did save half the universe they took down thanos you know and he's always has that like sense of arrogance right he was you know brought down to earth he was humbled you know in his movie back in 2016 right mm-hmm. but um you know he he still had that, that doesn't go away right you know that's still like that cockiness that ego that arrogance you know he even mentioned that in episode four right you know his arrogance is his own downfall and yeah yeah and that's and that's the thing is that so he's like okay let's see what i can do i'll, I'll give this a shot you know he probably i'm not sure if he's ever done the spell before where he like makes everyone forget you know that i guess in this which case, is what yeah which is what peter is asking him to do which makes me think like I don't know if the real Doctor Strange would agree to do this. Perhaps before before they beat Thanos, right? Before, um... definitely not after they did though. It's and hard, that's, and that's the pre- and that's the time period we're in. It's like we're we're well after the blip, you know. Like we're well after the five years since like everyone got erased and then came back. So I think I, I, I'm leaning. It's like a fifty. I feel like I'm leaning a fifty three percent chance that's not the real Doctor Strange. Uh, I I I will consider that as a possibility for sure. Like there's, I mean, especially with the multiverse. I mean, I, who, who that's knows? the only and, reason that it's a possibility is multiversal multiversal purposes. All right. Thanks. Speaking of multiverse, we have a bunch of other characters that show up in this amazing trailer. Um, I want to start with um Doc Ock. His cameo very short, but had a, but but it made a statement because he said hello, Peter. Um, I, I love how that's become a meme. Like we, we know. <laughs> We, what we know is that he only knows one version of Peter Parker. So that would only assume which Peter is he talking to? I think it is Tobey Maguire. I was talking about that with my wife the other day. I was like, he's, does he recognize like Tom Holland's? He couldn't. Uh, he couldn't. Parker, like they look. He and uh, Toby Maguire do do not look alike. There's, there's <laughs> no way for them for him to know the know which Peter is which, other than the one that he know that he that he that he met. You know. Yeah, like so that raised the question: Is like, is he talking to Toby Maguire's Spider Man? Is the one that he knows? You know, because and that, because. I know that uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and you know some other actors—they like, denied yeah. Will, Will, their involvement. Will, Willem Dafoe. He plays well, Green Goblin. He he say that he was not going to be in the. Well, we all know what that normally means whenever they say that, right? <laughs> yes, right. I, I I don't believe any of them. Like that's the thing is like I will only believe it when I see it or when I don't see it. <laughs> so I will always consider it as a possibility because there. They don't want to spoil anything. This is going to be a huge movie, right? Yeah, like, like the only and talk- the only person, the only actor in the in the MCU that knows how to ruin everything without you know without even trying is Tom Holland. Let's get and Mark Ruffalo and Mark. Mark Ruffalo. I was gonna say Mark Ruffalo <laughs> as well. Oh, sorry. Good. Yeah. Patrick got a little bit of rookie mic excitement, so he's talking extremely loud of excitement. It's all good. <laughs> My bad. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, we also got to talk about uh, Green Goblin as well, right? Oh, Willem Dafoe, yes. Um, Willem Dafoe, I think, I think is secretly in this movie. It'll be really cool to see him like go go back into the like the original. 
the original arc of like that villain character because like spider-man like spider-man when toby mcguire spider-man in 2002 you and i were like what less than 10 years old right yeah that'd be like second grade i think exactly like that was the first for us that was the first like fit like villain we ever saw on a film yeah like i wasn't like super invested in mcu but i knew green goblin i knew doc gock these guys were like iconic uh and Marvel villains. <laughs> well, let me let, 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 before we get to that though. Like, let's just make one thing clear. Until two thousand eight, Hollywood did not know how to make superhero movies. Until two thousand and eight, that's true. With the, ex- with the only exception being the first Spider Man. Like they 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 did Stan Lee proud. I think with Tobey Maguire's Spider Man number one. After that, it just didn't get better, but it didn't get worse at the same time. But yeah, the, a lot of the follow-up but, movies like Elektra, Daredevil, I've not watched them, but I've heard right. very it mixed reviews. It was in them. 2008, they finally learned how to do a superhero movie with Iron Man, and it just got better from there. Absolutely, and even so, then, like it wasn't like perfect. Like they were still fleshing out, like with the in Phase One, but you know, we've I've noticed like the drastic increase in the quality of the films, like in Phase Three and moving forward. Like it's hard to in Phase Three, it's hard to pinpoint like a bad movie like which like, fa- like what started phase three what was the first movie of phase three civil war oh wow that is a, that is hard to keep up with yeah yeah like civil, civil war and after that like you know it's hard to pinpoint like a bad there's no bad movies as what i say like in phase two there's a clear clear obvious one that everyone knows which is dark world <laughs> that like, was a, that was an unfortunate dud but we had we just had to get through it you know? We had to get through it. Its plot it's was like, it's like it's but... like the dark world was like the vegetables you have to eat before you get dessert. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they at least you know rectified it with Ragnarok. Ragnarok was all just Ragnarok. A blast. Ragnarok was a treasure. Yes, it, I love rewatching that just because. Well, how much of that was like ad lib, improvised? Like, and it's just great to see the just the, the raw, authentic, genuine interactions. You know, it just felt fresh. You know, mm-hmm. it was like that's what made the Iron Man movie so fun to watch because, um, was it T- Tony Stark? Oh my gosh, why am I blanking out on the uh, Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> I can't believe I blanked down his I name. Robert forget, Downey- I, I I kept my mouth shut. I was like, you got to figure this out your own, man. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Oh my gosh, he is. Of a superb actor, you know. I what I love about acting because I took theater back in uh, you know middle school and high school is that I love imp- improv. You know, being able to think mm-hmm. of these lines off the fly. You know, you're just kind of like working with what you got, and he just does it so That's naturally as if it was scripted. You know, and I just admire his ability to do that. And yes. I know that uh, Chris Hemsworth, he really wanted to get more into that kind of stuff as well. And that's there's why a, you know there's a great story about Hemsworth and Ragnarok about him like having like this like this kid that battling cancer like on the set of Ragnarok and like you remember that scene of like him fighting Thor in the arena it, it, yes like, I know which one like, you're talking about yes yeah, like the uh he's a friend from work he said that kid with cancer came up with that line in the studio right then and there and that's what they used like I would have thought that was scripted and when I heard that story that just makes it even more special like that makes that's- it even more genuine it's like well, not everything is like this. Not everything is like system, system, you know, like made into a system in Hollywood. Like things come out of genuine, like you know, genuine things. It's it's great that they're not like super strict. Like you've got to follow these lines. You know, you got to mm-hmm. follow all of this mm-hmm. right here. Well, it's great that people they would give... think that though. People would think that because it's from a comic book, don't you know? Which I understand, but at the same time, like it's you, you 
movies are just as much improv as anything else, you know? And if anything, like, these comics, a lot of them are, like, outdated in ways. Like, for example, like, a lot of these comics are set in, during the time periods that they were written in. So mm-hmm. they have they automatically, they have to adjust it, right? They have to update it with, you know, new technology updated, you know, right? Like, back then, you know, one of these these uh, comics were written, I mean, phone cell phones they that didn't exist all right, <laughs> all, right. all right let me transition into a into um a different topic so somewhat similar topic actually so like kind of like in like the 70s and 80s like bruce uh stan stan lee actually tried to like talk to um bruce lee's son at the time back in the 90s about like wanting to do something along the lines of shang ji um and there was this article i read about how Marvel just didn't hit the nail on the head right when it came to um, diversifying its comics the right way. You know, like it was it was it was written the way it was because of the time it was written in, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and the and the only the unfortunate part was um, Stanley didn't really get a chance to collaborate with Bruce Lee's son because he died, unfortunately, like in 1993 in a car accident. So he didn't really get to, like, perfect Brandon Lee. Yes. Yes, I know Brandon Lee. I, I uh, he was in the the Crow, which I watched, and yeah. he was he was phenomenal in that one. Just just unfortunate. Yeah, this know, is what I want. This is one of the things I was I was looking forward to talking with you about, Patrick. It was like, if it, what if um, what if he was able to do more of a collaboration with with Bruce Lee's son to like make make Shang Chi sooner than later? Because, by the way, everyone. Patrick saw the movie last night. I have instructed him to not say anything about the movie um, that will be damning um, to um, other people listening uh, so they can see it, you know, you know, spoiler free. Um, They can listen to this episode spoiler free. Patrick, just watch what you say from this point on. All right. Of course. course. We're talking about not the content, but the perspective this time. Yes. So with that being said, as an Asian American, what is it like? to see people that look like you in the sense of like when, you know, like African-Americans saw black Panther the fir- for the first time, kind of, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like I, I mean, black Panther, when it came out, I, I, even, I felt how important, how impactful this movie was to black people, like to finally have something like black Panther right here, you know, entire, almost an almost entirely predominantly black cast just to see yourself. And it was just a well done movie. It's like it one was, of my favorite it was uh, like comic here. My comic little brother and I, we like time. to, we like to say um, it's fun whenever we're able, when, when movies like that are able to piss off what we call snowflakes. Oh yeah. I heard you guys talk about that in the last yeah. episode. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Shang-Chi, I think pissed off a lot of snowflakes, which is a good thing. And honestly, because it was that it's, it's probably it was probably that good without saying much, without saying how good it was, Patrick. How did it make you feel to see, a, you know, a man that looks just like you star in a um, worldwide worldwide phenomenon? For me, you know, I was nervous all week, you know, I was excited. I was nervous, be- nervous because I wanted this to be good. The Asian community really needed a win because you know at the wake of all the stop asian hate you know and all the asian hate crimes because of covid and even before then you know how hollywood has done asians you know wrong especially you know martial arts too i've taken years and years of kung fu ever since i was in like fourth grade and you know it's Mm -hmm. and of course you know hollywood has capitalized on that you know making profits off of it at the expense of asians and you know 
reinforcing these stereotypes um, that we have. Um, I'll go more into that, you know, next time we talk about Shang Chi. Yes, yes. I, I, I um, think by the time next time we, we 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 have another episode, maybe maybe another maybe coming back for another episode. I think I'll I'll have a chance to see the movie and then we could dive deep. We'll dive deeper in that for sure. But yeah, in terms just you know seeing this on the big screen, I'm like, it's about damn time. <laughs> it's like it's about damn time. Like I. Growing up, you know, the, I've had to watch, you know, Iron Man, you know, Captain America. And it's great. Don't get me wrong. I love right. them. They're great right. characters. How And I've had, and you know, being an Asian, I've had, growing up, it's become almost a norm. You know, I know a lot of Asians. I know a lot of people of color. We have to relate ourselves to these characters who are not, who don't look like us exactly. You know, they're most of the time, you know, white, especially. You right. Know, they don't look days. like you, but you, I mean, you could, I'm not, def- I'm not defending that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. They don't look like you. You still like them, but it's like, why can't one of them look like me? Exactly. You know, and the the closest thing for me, you know, growing up was Avatar, the last airbender. I'm not sure you've ever seen that. Oh, I've watched Avatar. I watched I, Avatar. my favorite cartoon of all time, you know, yes. and Legend of Korra as well. The sequel as well. I love it. You know, it's because, I mean, I've been rewatching that several times during out the pandemic, just because there's so many different things I'm, I'm catching in here and there. But, um, that would be like a side tangent for another time. But the sure. most important thing is that this is a universe with enti- pretty much everyone's Asian. And I'm like, I don't think I know of another cartoon, movie, anything like this. Like for kids especially, I'm like, wow, this is something very special. And it's not like it was a point of emphasis like these guys are Asians or inspired by Asian culture or anything like that. No, no like it was the same, it was the same. That's the same case for like Black Panther. It's like, does all like it's it's not the case. It's just it has a movie where people look at people can look at it, you know, of color and be like, or of Asian descent, Black Panther and Shang Chi with respect, and be like, yeah, we can do this shit too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, going back to uh, you know, Crazy Rich Asians is one movie I want to bring up. You know, I've heard, I have three, seen, I've seen ago. parts, bits and parts of it. Not my taste, but I, but I know how popular of a movie it is. Yeah, anyone who doesn't like rom coms, you know, you're not gonna like rom coms in general anyway. Right. You know, but like it showed that hey, the Asian community, we can do this too. We can do rom coms. We're more than just you know doing you know martial arts flicks. You know, we're more than just you know these stereotypes right here. You know, and, and that's why I really like and it had a great cast too. You know, I think it's a superb job by everybody. Um, it was enjoyable. You know, it. And for those who are like, oh, it, oh I didn't like it because it's a rom-com. I mean, yeah, you're not going to like it because it is a rom-com. That's, that, that's also what I like about this cast for Shang-Chi because the only cast member I can make out knowing who, who they are is at the moment without having seen it, uh, Aquafina. That's all. That's all I can tell. That's the only That's the only actor or actress, excuse me, in this movie that I know that I have heard of. What I like is that I haven't even heard of who the lead role role is, you know, which is which is which is cool because he probably deserves it just as much now, you know? Yeah, I, admittedly, I have not heard of him until, you know, he was cast for the role. And, you know, I st- he's actually And that's very- saying a lot, too. Not to, I'm not, like, pointing fingers, but, like, it's saying a lot, especially since you are an Asian-American, not knowing this person, too, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. You know, like, I'm, I don't – I guess I just didn't watch some of the stuff that he's in. Um, But he's very much active on this group on Facebook called Subtle Asian Traits, or SAT for short, or um, – and – People sometimes he's po- he posts these like long posts. You know he's very engaging with the community, and people are like, "Huh?" You know he's talking a lot about Simu Liu. I'm like, "Wait, this is him. This is the guy." Like yeah. you don't you don't you don't got many you know celebrities out there who are disengaging with um, the community like this. You know, especially Asians. He 
what I really appreciate, you know, no spoilers, of course, is that everyone involved with Shang-Chi understood how important this is. Like, they so, know right, this is going to I'm going I'm I'm to ask you a question about the movie without giving away anything of the movie. Yes. Was this authentic in every way of an Asian person's knowledge of knowing what authenticity is when it comes to being an Asian American or just of Asian descent for that matter? It's kind of interesting because I think while there were like, you know, flavors of like, you know, touching on like Asian topics here and there, it mm-hmm. focused heavily on like the the lore, the comic book act, the story, which is nice because nice. we didn't need to like like, you know, obviously point something out, you know, like um it's kind of a hard question to answer right there. But um if it was very much focused on the story itself, okay. uh, which I which which I appreciated. Um it did what the good thing is that, you know, it didn't like dive too deep. You know, obviously they were very mindful of uh, Know, all the stereotypes, um, all the wrong things that Hollywood has done, you know, to the Asian, Asian Does it touch so. on current? Does it touch on current social issues Asians currently facing today? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, I don't think it really touched on at least on an explicit level. Um, which is, in a way, like it's like one thing is like okay, yeah, we we you kind of wished it. You need you might have like talked about it a little bit, but at the same yeah. time, it's kind it's kind of like nice because it's this movies uh, as people say this is kind of like a way to escape reality and dive into like a fantasy world an alter reality you know a different universe right here and i mean asians like this we're exhausted from the pandemic like everyone else we're exhausted yeah, from we all the hate, extra exhausted all the hate. From like we, we're exhausted you know like we're, we're tired of it and it's like it's like while it would be nice for them to address that at the same time it's like we're here to kind of like you know relax, wind down, enjoy a good story, a good movie, and it was a fantastic movie. You know, I highly recommend it. I the sound. I'll tell you what, this is not a spoiler, but soundtrack phenomenal, cinematography. Oh my goodness! Like, All right, uh, one more thing we need to know before we before we end this episode here. Yeah, was was the uh, were the stunts of 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 martial arts like done well? Oh my goodness! Like. Some of the best fight choreography I think I've seen since like Civil War, man. Or oh, no, okay. No, no, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier had some. Great oh, yeah, that's work. I have to. Yeah, Winter Soldier. Oh, like, I think it takes a cake a little bit, but more than Civil War in terms of fights, fight choreography. Yeah. Yeah, but I know people praise uh, Winter Soldier highly, highly for the fight choreography, and yeah, Shang Chi's like, of course, martial arts. Why people love it so much is because it, it's so graceful. It looks. I mean, it just looks cool, right? But it's so mm-hmm. graceful and. I'm so glad. I feel like this is like a first time, at least for me, seeing martial arts done in a way that's almost like an elegant dance. And it was just gorgeous to see kind of like not just be used for, you know, punch, 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 like ha ha ha, like stuff like that, but more just something. It was like an art form. And that's what martial arts, I mean, literally it says martial arts, right? Art. It is an art. Kung Fu is an art form. And that's what I really appreciate about this. All right, awesome. All right, I think this is a good stopping point for us. Uh, first, I want to thank Patrick for coming on as a guest. Uh, I don't think this is going to be a one-off. Uh, hopefully, Brandon will be back on. Maybe we'll have a three three-person uh, panel for the first time uh, on Odin Samuel's Sons. And uh, yeah, thank you, for, thank you again for listening to the podcast. You'll find us on uh, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, have a good day, guys.
Bye. Brother. Oh,